This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to the Hammers Unrestricted Podcast. Lots to talk about this week and a couple of changes in personnel. No Jimmy this week, but I've got two fantastic replacements. So I'd like to welcome my two good friends, Dom and Marshy, who you might know from West Ham Fan TV on YouTube, as well as the West Ham Fan TV podcast. Lads, how you doing? It's been quite a while, isn't it? Lovely to see you, Squire. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's nice to have you on finally. I know it's uh, been an ongoing joke for a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, man. No, it's, it's good to be on. I, I'm I am your number one fan, uh, as I do like to tune in week in, week out. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, talking all things West Ham, mate. Marshy, all good? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you having me. It's good uh, It's good that we've got Dom's full uh, commitment to this. Arsenal 1-0 up, though, just in case. Yeah, do you know what? I need we need them out of Europe because if it would just be peak West Ham, we finish fourth, Chelsea finish fifth, win Champions League, and Arsenal win this Europa League. Let's start with that. Where do you see us finishing at this current rate? So you're looking at our fixtures and all of that. What do you reckon is going to happen? Um, I think we might. I, I I think we might do it, mate. If I'm honest, I think after um after uh the win on Sunday. I think to, to be, I'll go back to the Arsenal game. Like the way we blew that Arsenal game, say what you like. We were 3 0 up. We blew it. Yeah. But like you, you look at the, the last two games, it was like, you know, it was really, really nervy and really, really cagey. Um, but we got through them. It's a winning mentality. What we need to do is we need to cut out, you know, letting teams mount comebacks and, you know, giving us all heart attacks. Mm. But at the end of the day, we're winning games. And, you know, at this stage of the season, you know, it's all about the three points. And I think that Leicester game, we beat a side that's in and around us. And we have got, look, I think, out of everyone else at the running, apart from Liverpool, we actually have a decent, a favourable running, I think. I look at Chelsea and Leicester's. I think we might do it. I'm starting to believe because we're just like, I'm waiting for the claps. I'm waiting for the West Ham claps. You know, we've all been through it for years. We all expect the dreaded, like, us to fold like a pack of cards and we haven't done it yet and it's April so like <laughs> we're running out of games to worry about the fold aren't we? I've, got a, I've got a few mates that are saying you're gonna do it you're gonna bottle it like it's coming like you're West Ham of course you're gonna bottle it but I don't know just when you say you think we can do it you, you mean fourth didn't you you do mean top four yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah, but... I mean, that, that's, that's, that is the, the golden you know that's that's the that's the treasure for us fourth yeah. is the treasure you know I was walking at work this morning and I was just thinking like, you know, we, we have got, we, we do have to like put things into perspective after last season, you know, last season we were absolutely terrible. And we were, again, we were so lucky to stay up, but again, I think after the lockdown, Moyes done a fabulous job, you know, from, I think we've we done all right to be fair after lockdown, we lost three games and like, you could just say, all, right, all things aside, you know, but, but you know, the thing is, this ain't the start of the season where we're all like thinking we're, we're going to be doomed. Like, well, there's seven games left. So, of course, if we don't get 
any European football, it's going to be a massive disappointment. You I know. think um, start of the season, we were riding momentum, weren't we? From the back end of last season where we stayed up well. Like like when Leicester won the title, I know it's not the same thing, but they won a lot of games yeah, in the same division, didn't they? You know what I mean? And then you, we, we, we won a lot of games at the end of last year. We've then carried that on into the start of this season. But now it's just because we're a good side and because he's got us playing properly. Marshall, what do you think? Where do you reckon we're going to finish? I, I, I'll be honest with you. Listen, you've you've kindly enough invited us on your podcast, and I'm not going to be um, Mr. Negative, but I, I I would love it. I would love it. Tell to us get the truth, top mate. Top. Tell us the truth. Go on. I, I, I would I would love to get top four. I sound a bit like Kevin Keegan then in the uh, in the Liverpool days and Newcastle days. Um, I would love it. I, I would I would I would love to get top four, but I think listen realistically, like Dom said, I think if we don't get any, I've been saying before, I've been a bit. Maybe a bit more negative, sitting on the fence of it. But listen, I think that if we don't get top six, I actually think we'll finish sixth, just about. Uh, but the reason I say that is because the team below us, there, there's a good amount of points. Listen, between us and Tottenham, we've got, what, six points? That's another two games as far as I'm concerned. So we've got to essentially keep winning our games. Moore's just got to keep drumming it into how important it is. And, you know, the, the, the situation that... Um, that Don was saying, you know, we're freeing it up in games and we need to see it out a little bit better and we're not, you know, the, the lapse in concentration, we don't seem to say switched on for for the majority of the time and or for, the, for, for the, all the while that the game's on. And uh, and that's a big thing. And uh, I know people are wanting us to, you know, the wheels to fall off, but um, I don't think we deserve to. You know, I feel like I say, we're there because we play good football. We're there because we warrant being there. We're there because we've beaten good sides that we generally wouldn't. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we, we've turned up in the Midlands and absolutely just, you know, they've all folded like a cheap tent. So it's all sort of like, you know, we actually need, we, you know, we, we've got the, we've got to go to the Hawthorns now, which are obviously they're battling and that's another discussion in itself with Allardyce and keeping yeah, them up. Yeah, I was going to say with Allardyce, that's a... It, it, that's it a, that's a, gonna well, he's, he's, never, he's, never been, um, he's never been relegated on his CV, has he? Never. So that's um that's a massive thing as well. And the way that they're playing to score, you know, put five past Chelsea down their way is uh all right, albeit with the ten men. I actually think they'd have beaten them with eleven, maybe not the five, but I think it's, they'd have beaten them anyway. It's gotta be too late for them, isn't it? You know, I think they could still get out of it because um it's the big Sam way. And you know, they they got a great result against Chelsea. They were brilliant on Monday night. I know Southampton were out of salt, but you know, that's the that was like the perfect game for them. The, the worrying thing is that that game worries me more than Chelsea because a lot of the times this season I've I've gone into games more nervous against sides that we're expected to win. But the, the thing we've done really well this season is like when you look at the fixtures, right, and you see like we're playing the likes of like Burnley at home, West Brom at home, like basically like average teams. Like it's like it's every time. Every time you, you you see that fix, you're like, oh, we got them at home. You know, we should beat them. We should. That's the game we should be winning. And, you know, every season, you know, with West Ham, we've gone into it and we don't win nine times out of ten. But the thing is, while we're doing so well, is we're actually winning them games. We're winning all of them. I think the only like non the the, the only sides we haven't beaten outside of the the big six bracket. Brighton at home, the two will draw. Southampton away, the nil-nil draw. And Newcastle at home, we lost 2-0. Yet, we are playing, though. We've got, we have got to play those sides again um, in the run into to the end of the season. But we didn't beat Fulham either, did we? We didn't beat Fulham away either, did we? Yeah, we beat them at home 1-0. Fulham, Fulham were in that run of form where 
they they were drawing a lot of games, didn't they? They weren't they weren't scoring, but they were able to keep teams out. We we did yeah. nothing against them. We we barely had a shot against them, didn't we? Oh yeah, we, we were. We, I, I, to be fair, I thought we were lucky in both games against Fulham. With the owner owners coming into it now, do you believe that if we finish our either Champions League qualification or Europa? that then has to force their hand in order to spend money. We've got a paper-thin squad. Do you generally believe that's what they're going to do? Because I don't. I can tell you what Dom's going to think. I can tell you straight away what Dom <laughs> thinks. He's not having it at all. Dom's not I can never give, all. I can never give like one... I've always got to go into debate with these sort of answers. Yeah. Um, like... The revenue it gonna is the revenue it will generate being in the Champions League is gonna be fucking fantastic for them. You know they're gonna have dollar signs in their eyes, but we know with them it don't necessarily mean they're gonna spend money. But you know for common sense, like surely, surely, like we're gonna be in this like unprecedented heights for West Ham. Surely they're not gonna sit back there and do nothing because like. We 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 struggle to like name a, a strong bench in the Premier League as it is. You know, like you, three injuries, and we're having to like it'll be three goalkeepers instead of two on the bench. Yeah. So like, but, but we what, can't go into it. Right, but, but, but what will also be good is if we qualify for the Champions League, it's going to be a lot easier to sign players that we wouldn't have been able to sign before because we will be a Champions League club, hopefully. Then, like players will look at it and be like, oh, I "This, want this to is lots of lots of ifs, buts, and maybes." By the way, this is got to. I think yeah. in answer to your question, I think um, they have to. Like they they they, they, they they have to because because this is everything that they promised when they said that we were going to move stadiums. Which, admittedly, at the time I was on board with because I was a bit younger. I didn't really think about the consequences of leaving Upton Park. I thought this is a great opportunity. I think we all did, mate. To be fair, I think. But, this, but this is what I mean. Look, we're sold a dream, aren't we? Everyone was sold a dream. Everyone was sold this Champions League dream. To be honest with you, didn't actually ever expect us to get Champions League football. I still don't really. Europa League, though, would have been decent. Now, this they've got this by fluke. They they got oh, rid of, yeah. they got rid of Moyes the first time, and they they I think it was Sullivan actually said we're going to go get a top caliber manager, which is basically giving that to Moyes and they give him the two fingers. Got Pellegrini in, backed him. In fairness to him, backed him. Like they did give him the money to go and spend. He wasted all of it. He bought some. There's some horrible bits of business. They've then gone back with their tail between their legs and got Moisey back, thinking he'll get us safe. Then we'll, we'll have another solid season. We'll give him 18 months, another solid season, then we'll look from there. And he's got us on the cusp of Champions League football by fluke on their part. I mean, he's always been capable of doing this. He had, obviously, the spells with Sunderland United and uh, Real Sociedad, but you can't ever forget what he did for Everton. He's always been a top manager. Like he's obviously Everton, some bad you know what? We're, we're, the, the Everton thing he's, he's finished he's consolidated in around the top 7 or 8 under Bill Kemright for one with no money they're still there now you know what I mean yeah, and, and, he's done, yeah, and, he's, he's, and he's done it with he's done it with virtually no backing financially the, the board are the ones turning around and saying that they want they expect or fully expect supporters on return to have built bridges and broadened horizons with, with the way that we act against the board so that that's a that's quite an interesting thing because this this guy can I just read this tweet out right because yeah, like cool. you know you get all these like other supporters and all these like fence sitters uh, always like keep saying seven oh, percent 
Yeah, exactly. Like face mask cult and all this. Like, do you think, <laughs> are you going to forgive the board if West Ham qualify for the Champions League? Right? No. That's what and, I said. Uh, no, I like, said. you know, I will never forgive them. There, there, there will never become a moment that I will turn around and be like, I'm, I'm GSB in, you know, like they could do nothing. But I'm looking no. for this tweet now. But there was this guy GSB who on. literally. He gave a very, very, very long list of things. Right, here it is. Right. He said the only way fans will give him, like, you know, fans will, like, forgive him for a lot of things. Brand new training ground. You knock down the London Stadium, rebuild a proper football stadium. Never do a column for a newspaper ever again, i.e. Karen Brady in the sun. Apologise for the last 10 years. Admit to the lies and consistent, serious investment in the squad. And do you know what else they need to cut out as well? Going on talk sport and riling up the fan base, saying stupid things like, oh, a win in the League Cup costs us 50 grand to play the next game. Just nonsense like that. It's just pathetic. I can't, I can't argue that, to be fair to you, mate. I- I agree with the majority. Well, I agree with all of that actually. There's, there's there's a lot they've got to do to um to win the fan base over. There there are some fans that would rather not get involved in it and not have the ad just just go purely for the football, which is fine. I understand that, but you know if you're going purely for the football, you've got to understand that they're not good for the club, yeah, are they? You know what I mean? Nah. Like, you know, it, it, it makes being like, you know, it, it makes to be fair, if you're going for the football, then it completely makes it easier supporting West Ham. You don't have to like worry about. Well, you say that it made it easier before this season, it didn't make it easier. It gives you a fucking heart attack, doesn't it? Going to watch West Ham. Oh, mate, honestly, to, to, oh, to, to be, I spoke to you on the phone, didn't I? Would uh, the uh, day before yesterday or something, <laughs> I did say to you. The, the situation we're in right now kind of makes you miss like the comforts of 10th place. I think I called you an idiot for that. I said, no, you can't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know. I know. And, and listen, this is so exciting. And I wish we could do it every single year. And I think if we'd done it every single year, we'd be able to adapt and get used to the nerves. It's because right? we're not cut out for it, isn't it? Like, we're not exactly. And it's, and it's West Ham. It's West Ham. That's the thing. Like, I, I, like I get what you mean, Dom, but you can't knock this. I get your yeah. point saying it's, it's a difficult watch and that. And it's, you know, it is, it is unbearable. I think that's the the first time this season I've really got like proper, proper, I'd say emotional, proper like invested in the game and got really let it take control of me was the Spurs game actually when we were holding on for the whole of the second half. Oh. I, I was, because I, I was, I've got a few Spurs mates and uh, I wouldn't say nothing like group chats. I was, I was off my phone sort of thing, but. It's, like it's not. It's, it's it's not good for the. Uh, it's not good for the ticker or the blood pressure. I've been getting people saying that you look well where you've been away, and I've been saying no. It's uh, it's blood pressure from West Ham United. What is that? That's my phone. That's that's my phone. When um, that's my text from my mum whenever West Ham are playing. Sharp, sharp, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about Lingard though? Do you think Lingard's going to sign? Yeah, I think he has to really. I mean, he's from what I've um I've done obviously with my job and that I've been doing a lot of um you know, research into it, looking up and the stuff that he's been saying, the stuff the club's been saying. It appears that you know, ignore all the stuff with Rice, that's that's not going to happen. That he's not going to be using the deal by the look of it. But Lingard's pretty much made his mind up that he wants to play away. You know, he wants to play every week, and he's not going to get that at Man United, is he? Let's be honest. Like, he's not. Oh, he also wants to play in the Champions League, which is a massive, massive. Yeah, well, I'm, not being, I'm not being funny, but he's, you know, we was having a good season before he got here. Like, we were having a good season. And I I think, yeah. had he, had obviously, had he not arrived, you know, it, it shows in his goals and assists, we would have fallen off had he not been here. 
but he's now he's now seen what value he can have to the club. He's you know he's he's got to be in his mind to stay. Surely, like if we do get Champions League, it will be largely down to him. Yeah, but you're you're hearing different things as well, aren't we? So so United are turning around and saying one minute they're going to offer him a bumper new deal. The realization is that they've seen him go to West Ham, basically resurrect his career, turn it upside down. I don't think he played properly for 18 months from what Lingard was sort of saying. No, but, no, but, that, that, but that, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I know there is club. There is there is boy club. Like, imagine if it was any of us and you go you go on loan away from West Ham and you come back and they're going to offer you a new deal. I just don't think he accepts it because, all right, we don't we don't really know what happened in the last couple of years. To it. We don't really know what's been going on with him. You hear No, from, but I think Man United have got... Man United have the... In saying that, Man United have the initial say, obviously, like you say, as being a parent club, you know, we can distinguish that, but... I think, you know, how much of a, not how much of a say, but how much of the ability has Lingard got in order to say, listen, I don't actually want to play for you. And that's where the agent comes in. I I think the first couple of games he had for us, especially that Aston Villa game, he was playing with pure emotion. He was playing with anger. He was playing with a points of proof, wasn't he? Like, he, he, yeah, of course. He, was, he, was, he had about six shots in the Villa game, didn't he? Like, and obviously he scored twice. That game at Villa Park, I was dreading that. And the way that we actually come through that, they, largely, like you say, because of him, was... He, he, he's just... He, he's, he's given us a new dimension, do you know what I mean? He's given yeah. us a new belief. And uh, and that's the sort of calibre of player that, dependent on whether we finish Champions League... It, but even Europa League, that, that then consists of attracting players that are potentially better than what we have in certain positions, certainly at the back. To answer your question, I think he stays unless you get a bigger club coming in for him. Well, I, I get Pyatt vibes off Jesse Lingard. I think he's that good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think eight goals in nine games and, you know, multiple assists. It's just like, he's, he's apart from the Fulham game where everyone was crap, he's been good in every single game. Like you said, we we were doing well before he turned up, but he's just given us that little bit of extra, extra like energy. And with him in the team, I just feel so confident we're just going to win games. It, I think hmm. if you took him out the side, I wouldn't be as I wouldn't be as confident. Is that? I good think the, the I think the biggest thing is when he gets in possession of the ball, especially in the attacking half. There's only one way he's going, and that's forward attacking the opposition goal, which we're not. You know, and certainly with the pace that we're do, we're doing that with, is not something that we're generally used to. Goal or assist every, every seventy-seven minutes, Lingard. Goal or assist. That's mental, isn't it? That's, it's brilliant. Like it's going to go like two ways, unless um, like um, a European heavyweight gets involved. I'm hearing, uh, you know, I've heard things that Paris Saint-Germain are interested in him. And if that's mm. the case, that's a game changer. But. In terms of is he going to stay at United or sign for West Ham, that's the only two ways it's going to go because Arsenal are interested in him. United won't do business with Arsenal. Say what you like. They're not going to, because he strengthens Arsenal's team. He's, the way he's been playing for us, he's one of the most, he's probably the most informed player in the Premier League right now. He, he's, he's probably the- had, like, since, since he signed for us, he's probably the most informed player. And he only gets, he, he makes Arsenal's team better. So, of course, you know, if Man United sent him to a rival, and it, it could easily come back to bite them on the arse. So they probably yeah, look we, at West Ham and be like, uh, West Ham are, you know, they're not like an Arsenal. And he's obviously like, and obviously, you know, he's been with us. He's, he's settled down. He's playing the best football of his career at us. And he's obviously going to like prefer, prefer a move to us. But 
like when you are up there where we are, you need to you need a certain style of play to like get used to and like get you through. That's why we're scoring so many goals. I know we're conceding a few and you know having nervy ends to games, but we've scored like nine goals in the last three games. And when you have a player like Lingard, it helps you play that attacking, you know, direct way. And I'm like, you know, we we love we love to move the ball about as well. It's like proper good football, and you know, with Lingard just makes it all tick. Like he's he glues it all together. I think some of the football that we're playing is accounting for him being able to step out, you know, into his own zone and, exactly. and play to his strengths, if you like. But the most influential, what you got to remember is, like they've said, the most influential person in this whole Jesse Lingard thing is Moyes. Mm. And that's, and, and he, he will have a, a massive say. Lingard obviously has said, you know, if it wasn't for Moyes, if it wasn't what, you know, he's in his ear, always probably helping to settle him in London for whatever the duration of time since the turn of the year that he's been in. You see him active on his social media. He lives right near the ground. He's obviously in a place that, you know, an apartment place that he's clearly just renting, no doubt. He's got properties, you know, up north or whatever, but, I think that'll be that. That will be the start. That will be the whole turning point of going into next season and going into hopefully some form of European football. If we sign him, yeah, then I think that then enables that. That will then be interesting. What the fallout situation will be with Rice, and then they're like, um, he's he's come in and he's lifted the players around him as well, isn't he? Like, I'll be honest with you, Jared Bowen for one one great example. Really, Um, I thought it was great start of the season. Obviously, the back end of last year. Middle of this season, I've been thinking like he's in and out of the team. I'm like, I was so excited by him when he signed. Really, really was excited, like cracking player. And you're seeing his levels drop off, goals and assists, not really picking them up. He's in and out of the team. Last three or four games, he's been unbelievable. And he's really I thought he was our best up. player on Sunday. I thought yeah, I know Lingard got two goals, but I think Bowen was just much better than him. Bowen, without Bowen, none of that stuff happened. And he's he, like, made, he made it all happen. He's excellent. I just honestly, I love him. What a player. He's like, when we signed him, like I say, buzzing. It's no coincidence that Hull were in the top half of the table, near, near the top of the table. Yeah, really. I know. And then he's gone, and they've they got relegated. Really down, didn't they? <laughs> I don't think they won a game for the rest of the season either. Ah, if they did, it was oh. one or two. Like it weren't, it weren't many. If they did, ah, oh, no. But I don't. I don't like like, like you said, like you said, though, would I think the interesting thing is the fact what you said about Bowen when he first signed. He's then gone for a bit of a rough patch whereby he's in and out of the team. I think he actually. Uh, admitted himself that um, he wasn't quite up to it. He didn't deserve to be in the starting eleven. So he's clearly worked hard and you know done his bit in training. And, and like Tom said, he's been the difference but is that in some of, of these games. It's that sort of character. That sort of you know pick yourself up and get on with it. That's that's the difference this year, and that's coming from the from your Sue fouls and your Sue checks and that winning mentality. You know them them players that are used to playing these European competitions. And also the ones that, you know, they, they're just picking everyone up around them. Sorry, I think it's coming from Moyes and the backroom staff as well. I think Nolan's playing a major part. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that I think that Kevin, Paul Naveen, and I think he's playing Stuart Pearce, obviously, behind the scenes as well. You you weren't a fan of Nolan, admittedly, were you, Dom? Not at the end. To oh, the mate, end. honestly. He, he was, he was so, like, even when he was good, he was still frustrating as hell to watch because I know he got, you know, I know he scored a lot of goals and, you know, I think when you but when you get a lot of goals as a footballer, people like look at your goal record and they're like, oh, he's a good player. And he was a good player, you know, but like the goals overshadowed a lot of his performances. And you know goals when you game. Yes, I know, but I'm talking all around all around game, 
he struggled in midfield. Like he was, he was good. He was good at getting in the right positions, scoring goals. But other than that, you know, he, he struggled to run with the ball. He struggled to pass. He struggled to tackle. Well, he's all he was, right. At tackle, he was a poacher, yeah. wasn't he? He was a poacher. Yeah, he was a poacher. You know, I was he was a in the six yard box. That's where his goals come from. Yeah, it? but he, he was the sort of player you'd want to bring on off the bench, like Hernandez or something. But you know, <laughs> there's no denying what a good captain he was for us. But oh, I'll tell you what, them last two years, I, I just couldn't bear watching. I remember, <laughs> I remember when he came up when. Um, it was it was it was big Sam's last season. It was actually Nolan's last season as well. Conveniently, yeah. I remember when like he got injured after like the first game, and we actually played so much better. We actually had a really good start to that season, and then like Kiati got injured, Nolan come back in, and we just like just saw the difference it made. I was like, why is he still playing? And then obviously think, it just got worse. I think what you're finding now though is Nolan was in that team. All right, it's like, like we've just said, goal scorer, poacher, fair enough. I agree that he wasn't going to carry in the ball, he wasn't going to win in possession, but it was his character. And like you said, he was a good captain. Like it sits down to who who he was as a person, how he motivated people. And you're seeing that now as part of the backroom staff, like you said, Marshy. Like, you know, he, he's playing a big role behind the scenes, I think, motivating the players. Because you've got them sorts of coaches who, you know, it, it's it's very much the players and the coaches. But then where you got someone like Nolan in there who has played with Noble, he's played with a couple of the others. He's your middleman, isn't he? And I just feel like it builds a good relationship. I think you see in that. I think you see when we're playing as well. I think you see in the games that not only is sort of Moyes in a technical area, I think you get a Stuart Pierce sometimes and he goes back upstairs watching it from a hype and whatever and then reporting back down to Moyes. And then you also get the Nolan in there. Obviously, he's a first-team coach and trying to, you know, implement in the game, you know, what we're clearly learning in training. You know, we have different ways and means of setting up and every I think the most refreshing thing is the way that we like to say everyone gets a touch of the ball um, we've got a game plan everyone knows what their individual jobs are but then we're also planned as a unit and I think you touched on it before when Leicester won the league the reason they won the league was because they had good players they had a good mentality a manager that wanted the best to have them but they work as a unit yeah obviously similarly to that you know, unfortunately, we won't win the league on the basis of our performances. But we, uh, you still can though. That's the funny thing. Yeah, but the, do you know what? Do you know what the maddest thing is? We're all doing all these podcasts and chats, and which is great. But the fact that we're talking about, we're we're, we're currently having a chat in the top four, and we're the fourth best team in the country. Let's talk about the Newcastle game a bit then. It's going to be a tough place to go. Steve Bruce had them playing for a start off, didn't he? And now they've sort of dropped off a little bit, like the Southamptons have. I just think it's going to be, you know, people think it's script written that we get results. And, you know, listen, we're playing some very good football, but it's just, you don't want the wheels to fall off. You all think that they might do, but I think the, you know, the, the governing thing is going to be that we just got to, just got to play our game, concentrate on what we're doing. I mean, Cresswell's a massive miss, obviously, but then, you know, maybe Bonner can come in and create that three um, and then allowing the two wing-backs. I think Masuaku's got to be better. I think he was piss poor, I think, the last game. Um, so, But then again, he's obviously, you know, he, he's sort of proven his fitness and he's getting back into a few games the last couple of games now and yeah. it's not easy and we're playing at a fast tempo and a, and a, and a big tempo. So, um Moyes loves him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think Moyes is, Moyes is happy that he's got him back and he, to be honest with you. I think, obviously, at the top end of the pitch, I think, obviously, Lingard's a revelation. Bowen's, I think, even done very well, scored in the last three games and he's come in and, and, and made it his own as well for, for uh, again, another one like Antonio. But did you see that, by the way, Antonio's Instagram? Doing yeah. The, uh, doing, some, doing some stupid TikTok shit that is 
is literally just, I, and you know where I stand on this. I, I pulled, whoever, who was it before? Was it Rice and Frederick? Stupid Halloween pranks where their Range Rovers sitting behind them and fuck. Listen, do, do without all that. Do, we've got seven games to go and we're in the best position. All right, Rice ain't about. Antonio ain't yeah. about, but they don't make it look... They don't make it look like it, do they? I mean, obviously, you got Rice filming Lingard in the, in the changing room the day after training, doing that. That was quite impressive, though, isn't it? To be fair. He's do, do you know what? That was actually quite funny. And I actually did uh, relate to it in tweet to say that that's exactly what we need at this football yeah. club at the minute. Yeah. Uh, obviously, minus the moonwalking, obviously. But um, we, we, we need that stability and we need that positivity. And If we carry on, we've got, like Tom said, in the last five especially, Taking away, you know, sort of the Chelsea at home game is going to be a test. We know that. We generally play well at home against them. Mm. Looking at Chelsea, that like you mentioned there, sorry. Um, Champions League semi-final now. So they're going to be looking at that anyway. That'll be that's what right, I said. Yeah, that, 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 right. that works in our favour massively. If we're on our game, especially at home, I think we've actually been playing. A, you, you can see we've actually got a style of play. We've actually got some sort of uh, um, identity as well at home, which generally beforehand when we struggle a lot and, you know, we get found out, we get opened up, you know, carved open by teams. We're, it's actually exciting watching us. And, you know, and, and the only cutting thing through this season is the fact that none of us are there and, you know, having beers together, congregating together, especially the away games, because we know what we get. And it's, um, you know, we've all been fortunate enough to be there for that. So we need to, um, yeah, but I, listen, I, I can't wait for Saturday to see it and see how we get on up there. It's going to be a test, but, oh, no. you know, we've been coming through games, so... On that with Newcastle, as you say, two two things I want to get your thoughts on. Um, two men to worry about, if you like. Obviously, Callum Wilson. He's got eight and nine against us. I checked the other day. So that's yeah. the one he got earlier yeah. in the season. Loves it. Came back, didn't he, last weekend. So he'll be bang up for it. He loves playing against us. Got Alan St. Maximam as well. Who Dave, uh, he's played three um, games against us. You know, do you remember last season? Um, season before last, sorry. They'd done us 3-2 at home. St. Maximan played in that game. <laughs> Didn't score. Yeah, against seven letter. He was, uh, yeah, and he was unbelievable and he tore us apart. They haven't lost a game. The last the last three games against us, he's played in all of them. They haven't lost a game against us. They haven't even looked like losing the game. Yeah, it's cheers for that. That's, if I weren't even, if I weren't nervous for Saturday now, that's uh, not going to help things. Can I just say, though, I oh. think they've, I think we've got three players to worry about. I'm going to actually add Shelby to that. Loves it. He, he, he plays a blinder against us every time. Scored scored in both fixtures last season as well. Scored that free kick, which that was a cracker, wasn't it? You see what but, he yeah. said today on Talksport, Dom. To, to be fair, Wim, you know, everyone is like, you know, laughing at him, but you know, he he the the, the the key the key thing is he's actually saying on paper, and on paper, Newcastle have actually got a decent squad, mm. to be fair, like. Wilson, some Maximan. I think, do you know what? I, I I like Shelby. I actually genuinely like Shelby. I think he's a good... I, I would take him at West Ham. I mean, look, look, goal scorer-wise, yeah, they've got Wilson who's banging him in. Well, he's having a great season. I, I think if he, hasn't, if he hasn't got injured a couple of weeks ago, he's in the chat for the England team, personally. I think he's in there. If, right, if, he's in if the that's chat. injuries all round. That's, yeah. that's the only thing that lets him down. If he weren't injury-prone, he wouldn't be at Newcastle. He'd be a lot better off. But one thing I do want to say, I said about St. Maximan, um, the last three times we've played him, obviously, he's had a blinder. We didn't have Soufal for any of those games. So he's pocketed the likes of, what, Grealish twice this year, Zahar, uh, Sterling he had on his day as well. You know, I fancy him to actually have a go. He's a quality player, isn't he? 
I reckon we're going to be doubling up on him. I reckon I, I could. I, I reckon we might see Fredericks come in like as a, well, like at Villa. Yeah, my old man said that. To be fair, he said that could happen. Yeah, the thing is, right? It ain't going to be an easy game because, like, and I and I said this before they beat Burnley, like after you know during the international break, like once the international break's over, you're you're at the proper business end of the season. It ain't going to be easy, you know. We, we should be, it's, it's a game we should win, given how both teams have been this season. But they are fighting for their lives. They are, you know, they are well and truly. They've been helped out by Fulham's dipping fall. Obviously, they got their, their self win last week, so there's breathing space. They have got a game in hand as well. They're fighting for their lives, but you know, if we just stick to the game plan, like you know, stick to what we've done the last two games, you know, we're away from home, so they've they've got to come at us. You know, they we can hit them on the break easily. They've got no, no, no pace at the back. They're all right in midfield. I think you know, I, I do think Shelby's going to be a threat. I think every like we just touched on every time we play Newcastle, he has a great game. But if we double up on some Maximan, I think the defense is more than capable of handling Wilson. But they've yeah. um, they've, they've got injuries at the back though, mate. They've got no Shaw, who's big for them. Yeah, I know it's Clark That's, and Sells, isn't it? No, nah, he's out. The cells. No, he's out. The cells can't fit. Hayden, Isaac Hayden, out as well. And they they rave so about him. They proper rave about Fernandez. him, don't they? That's Fernandez, mm. Clark, and the problem, the, the problem. The problem is though. I think that it's you know our, our problem is not so much going forwards because we know we'll create. We yeah, know we're going to score regardless of. At, at the back can be a bit shaky. I mean, but in fairness, I was talking to Don before with the Diop thing. I mean, he wasn't great, in the, you know, when he first came back into the contention. But the last couple of games, I think he's more than proven that he can. Oh, he yeah. can do it. Mate, and and better, this is he's where he's been better than Dawson. He's been better than Dawson lately. Yeah, Dawson has. I, I've said this as well. With Dawson has slacked off a lot. I mean, there was one talk yeah. one month about Dawson yeah. for England, and then he scored put for his own net twice in two games. So you can't have you can't have you know. I, and, and this is where we cement even further trust in Moyes. Do you know what I mean? Because. These sort of games, he's not going to go up there more as he won't have any of this. Do you know what I mean? We'll have a game plan. We'll set the stall out. And like you say, if we can deal with Wilson, keep him quiet, albeit like you said, Wood, about the, you know, what is it, eight and nine, something stupid. Yeah. Um, but that's all got to stop, you know. We're, 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 we're sort of needing to go into these last seven games, sending a message out as if to say, listen, we've been in the top four. We've been in and around the top six all season majority of you know going into these last 10 seven games and whatever we just need to now show that you know where do we want to finish do we want to can we get in the top four and cement that right so that's about all we've got time for this week boys it's been great to have you on any last words from you first of all Don? Ah, it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a good show mate it's been good to speak to you Obviously, you and I, you know, I ain't. I was saying this earlier, like before we went on. I was like, I ain't just that geezer from West Ham fan TV who loses the, the plot. I've actually known you for like nearly eight years now. And we're very good mates. Has it been so that like? It, yeah, I know, man. Remember we, we met in college, didn't we? And I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just I like these are these are easier to do when when, when you you're doing it with your mates. You know what I mean? Like my Marsh and I, are obviously, very close. So like it just it adds that element. So yeah, thanks, thanks for having us on, man. No problem, mate. Marshy. 
Yeah, echo that, mate. As I say, keep up your good work. I mean, I, I appreciate how difficult it is to do. Don's obviously experimenting that with our podcast at the moment, and it's a uh, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Do you know what I mean? It's your time, it's, it's your effort. You've got you know personal life and your work away from this side of things. So, um, yeah, keep up the good work. I appreciate being asked on, and uh, hopefully we get to talk more towards the end of the season, and we're we're a bit further down the line. Nice one, boys. Thank you.